0: Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, coming to you this 21st of March, the 5th Sunday of Lent, known as Judica Sunday. And we are now into spring, as the light is breaking through the darkness and starting to overcome the day. And that... Seasonal change reflects well what we will be seeing here in the church in the next couple of weeks, because Judica Sunday, traditionally in the church, has been the Sunday that that begins preparing us for Holy Week. Traditionally, it's been known as the start of Passion Week, where we start to more intently meditate on Scripture, delve more into prayer, continue our fast, in fact, expand the fast in a number of ways. Also, so that when Jesus triumphantly enters Jerusalem next Sunday, on Palm Sunday, we are more prepared to walk with Jesus in Holy Week on his way to the cross on Good Friday. Now, Judica is Latin for the first few words of our introit, which is vindicate me. And in the introit, as we, as we pray that today, look at those words, meditate on those words, because those are Christ's words that is his prayer as he enters into holy week those are his words praying against the ungodly as he heads to the cross now for our regular listeners you're used to me doing a intro for the podcast and we'll continue that through this wednesday in our midweek lenten vespers but starting on holy week there'll be no intro and no no opening words no closing words to the podcast. Instead, we'll delve right into the services, just with the solemnity of Holy Week. Palm Sunday, Holy Week, the sacred today. Um, we we want to keep that solemn feeling, that solemn spirit in this podcast as well. So beginning next Sunday, the podcast will begin by delving right into the services. So we didn't want you to be surprised by that. So let us begin our matin service the fifth Sunday in Lent, which is known as Deep Lent, because we're deep into the fasting, deep into the meditation of Scripture, into prayer, into almsgiving, the deep part of Lent, right before Holy Week, the darkest part of the evening before the dawn, if you will. So let's go ahead and begin our matin service with the hymn, Not All the Blood of Beasts. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shall forth thy praise. make haste, O God, to deliver me, make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise to Thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory, Christ, for our sakes
1: God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Sea is his, and he made it, and his hands form the drums. Worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is a God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father. Shall be world without end.
0: Amen. Christ, for our sakes, hath endured temptation and suffering. O come, let us worship Him. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for Thou art the God of my strength. O send out thy light and thy truth, let them lead me, let them bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for thou art the God of my strength. The Old Testament lesson for this fifth Sunday in Lent is written in the 22nd chapter of Genesis, beginning at the first verse. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, Now take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go into the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. He split the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place far off. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took in his hand the fire and the knife. They both went together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. He said, Here I am, my son. He said, Here is the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they both went together. They came to the place which God had told him of. Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar on the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. The angel of the Lord called to him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He said, Here I am. He said, Don't lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and saw that behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram, and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. And it is said to this day, On the Lord's mountain it will be provided. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies." Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thou deliverest me from mine enemies. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. The epistle is written in the ninth chapter of Hebrews, beginning at the eleventh verse. Brothers, Christ having come as a high priest of the coming good things, through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, nor yet through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, entered in once and for all into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify the cleanness of the flesh... How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without defect to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? For this reason he is the mediator of a new covenant, since a death has occurred for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant." that those who have been called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, may Israel now say. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The ploughers plowed upon my back, they made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous, he hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord, Jesus said to them. If God were your father, you would love me, for I came out and have come from God. For I haven't come of myself, but he sent me. Why don't you understand my speech? Because you can't hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer, from the beginning, and doesn't stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks on his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this cause you don't hear, because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered him, Don't we say well that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I don't have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. But I don't seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Amen, amen, I tell you, if a person keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, and you say, If a man keeps my word, he will never taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? The prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say that he is our God. You have not known him, but I know him. If I said I don't know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews therefore said to him, You are not yet fifty years old. (laughs) Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I tell you. Before Abraham came into existence, I am. Therefore they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden, and went out of the temple, having gone through the middle of them, and so passed by. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, for he is gracious and merciful. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, for He is gracious and merciful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the last Sunday before Holy Week begins, and Holy Week is the highest and most sacred week of our church year. This year, though, Holy Week's going to feel even more deep and meaningful, I think, and perhaps even more special. Because this will be the first time in two years that we'll be able to celebrate Holy Week together in person. It'll be the first time since 2019 that in Holy Week, in church, we'll be able to walk together following our Lord to the cross and then to his resurrection. But before we reach Holy Week, we get one more week here to prepare And traditionally, in the church, this fifth Sunday of Lent, and the week that follows, known as Passion Week, we get this one more week to prepare. And Passion Week is a time for us Christians to delve deeper into the scriptures and deeper in prayer before the sacred week of our Lord's Passion comes upon us. So for our last gospel passage before Holy Week, we hear from John 8. And what does this gospel bring to us in order to prepare us for Holy Week? Well, it shows us a great argument, a great tension arising between Jesus and the Jews. Jews which supposedly believed in him, but apparently with the weakest of faith, if any faith at all. Here we are prepared for Holy Week not with a nice, soft, comforting feeling that the gospel gives us, but instead with strong, harsh words between our Lord and these Jews. And they hold nothing back. Right before this gospel passage, the Jews had rejected Jesus for professing to be the light of the world. And they also rejected any claim that he made that they needed to be freed by his word. So Jesus said to them in verse 42, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are the father, you are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. is that you are not of God. The word of God has come from God. But these Jews don't understand what he says. And why is that? Because hearing, they don't have ears to hear. And why don't they have ears to hear? Because of who their father is. Not their biological father's but the Father in whose image they were conceived in. Ears conceived in lies cannot bear to hear the word of truth. Whenever our Lord speaks, it is of words of truth because he is truth. But these Jews, having the lying and murderous devil as their father, cannot bear to hear words of truth. And so they cannot bear Jesus shining his light of truth upon them. They can't convict Jesus of any sin, yet. They were conceived and remain in the image of the devil, who in his very being is nothing but lies and murderous lusts. And as he lusts for blood, so do they, whether or not they can convict him of any sin. As Jesus asks, If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Notice how they respond. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews answered to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Now, do you hear how they respond to him who has shown himself by his signs and through his word and teaching to be the truth? They call him a Samaritan. And if you were to know anything about Jews and Samaritans, it's that Jews would have nothing to do with Samaritans. They saw them as lesser, as half-breeds, as unclean. And in calling him a Samaritan, what they were saying is that they did not believe God to be his father or the source from where he came from, but rather that his mother had unclean relations with a Samaritan man. We have words in English for such a one that was born of an unholy or out-of-wedlock relation, words that I cannot repeat here, but these words are what they were reserving here for Christ. And even worse, they claim that he has a demon, so that not only is he an unclean Samaritan, according to them, which they wanted nothing to do with, but also, they were saying that he has the most un- that he was the most unclean of all men, as one who was doing Satan's bidding. So in saying he is a Samaritan and demon-possessed, they are giving themselves reason to write him off, to ignore all that he says, to walk away and have nothing to do with him, despite all his signs and teachings. To the contrary. And Jesus responded with a warning. He says, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Now, this is Jesus' warning here. As they dishonor him, they also dishonor the one who sent him. If they call him evil and unclean, they are calling also the father who sent him evil and unclean. If they reject his signs and teachings, they are not just rejecting him, but also the Father, the Father who seeks to glorify the Son. So if they reject the Son whom he seeks to glorify, then the Father will seek to judge them. That's Jesus, that is Jesus' warning. To reject the Son and his word is to reject knowing the Father through him. And since Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life with no other way to the Father except through him, they reject the Father altogether in rejecting Him. Our Lord says, "If anyone keeps My word, he will never taste death." That is, no death for all eternity. And yet, see here the Jews rejecting His word over and over again, rejecting His word that He is greater than Abraham. That is what He is saying, that He is greater. He is greater than the prophets. Rejecting that he was the angel of the Lord who kept Abraham from killing Isaac so that he himself, born of Mary, would take Isaac's place, being the seed of Abraham. Rejecting that he is the Christ, the word of God himself, they don't see that he was the word given to the prophets. What the prophets spoke was him. You would think that they, being Jews, seeing Abraham as their father, that they would rejoice that Abraham also rejoiced that he would see the day of the Christ. You would think that they would be glad that on that mountain with Isaac, Abraham rejoiced having it revealed to him that the Son of God was going to take the place of Isaac and die for the sins of the world then be raised to life for the salvation of all nations. In our Old Testament reading, that's what Abraham saw when he saw the angel of the Lord. You would think that the Jews would be ecstatic that in their lives, they were going to see the day that Abraham also saw and that made him rejoice and be glad because the Passover is near. They were going to see it. But, They are of their father, the devil. They can't hear the word of Christ. They hide from his light. They live in the lie that Jesus is only a man. They see him as one that has existed for only less than 50 years, not begotten by the Father from all eternity. As we prepare for our Lord's passion here in a week, we shouldn't marvel, we shouldn't be surprised that these Jews reject Jesus. For we live in a world that does this as well. We live in a world that is the devil's kingdom, where all who are conceived and born into this kingdom of the devil are in the image of that liar and murderer. They are those who do not have ears to hear the word of our Lord and who cannot stand his light that shines from his church. But see how the Jews naively reveal who their father is here at the end of this passage. Starting in verse 58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. God's Old Testament name, Yahweh. I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. The devil is a liar and a murderer. By picking up stones to throw at Jesus, they sought to murder him. In seeking to murder Jesus, they showed that their will is to do their father's desires. Abraham then is their father only in biology. Satan is their father in will and heart. And because they will to do their Father's desire, they pick up stones, rejecting Jesus, and want to see him suffer and die. And that is why the church in her wisdom has chosen this gospel passage to prepare us for Holy Week. Because in Holy Week, Jesus, the great I am, the eternal Word, the Son of the Father, He who was begotten of the Father from all eternity, the angel of the Lord who spoke to Abraham. In Holy Week, Jesus will reveal himself to be the suffering servant as he is rejected and crucified at their hands. But rather than argue with Jesus here in Holy Week, this crowd will demand to Pilate that Christ be crucified. Rather than picking up stones, hammers will be picked up to drive the nails through his hands and feet. Rather than thinking they'll kill him by stoning, Christ will offer up his own life on the cross. Rather than hiding himself from them like he did in today's passage, our Lord will hang on the cross for all the world to see him in his glory as blood and water spill from his side. Jesus here is preparing us. Preparing us because he must be rejected. He must suffer and die. In Holy Week, he must be rejected, suffer, and die, just as he is rejected here in this gospel. And when he suffers and dies... That is the day Abraham rejoiced to see, and we will get to see it with him in just a couple weeks. Just as the world rejects Christ today, and as they reject him, so they will reject us. You, the church, you who are a member of this body of Christ, you who are baptized, will be mocked and rejected for your faith. We're in an era where laws may be passed that will deem your faith bigoted, that will judge your understanding of the Creator and His creation as foolish. That's how laws will judge your religious views. Laws that will deem you a Samaritan, full of what they think is an unclean spirit, laws that will judge you as such so that they can write you off, persecute you, and pick up stones against you. But may we bear with all that persecution because we have been baptized so that in Christ our Father is no longer the devil, but our Father who art in heaven. That's whose image we are in now baptized into Christ. We keep his word, that is, we hold to it. We meditate on it. We pray on it. We repent when we hear its message, as we hear it proclaimed every week. Because in keeping his word, as we do so, no matter what we suffer from the world, we know we will never face or taste death. We bear with persecution because our Lord gives us this supper of his body and blood to forgive us our sins so that we may be strengthened together by his body and blood which will soon be rejected, suffer, and be crucified. We bear with the persecution so that we may, with Abraham, rejoice to see Christ's day on Good Friday when he is crucified, on Easter when he is risen, on the last day when he comes again, so so that then with Abraham we will see the Lord's day and be glad, no matter what stones the world may throw at us between then and now. Now, ready for persecution, ready to be rejected with Christ, ready for Christ's rejection from the world. Now we are ready for Holy Week. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the creed and the prayer. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We beseech you, Almighty God, mercifully look upon your people, that by your great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore both in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us, spare us, good Lord. Be gracious to us, help us, good Lord. From all sin, good Lord, deliver us. From all error, good Lord, deliver us. From all evil, good Lord, deliver us. From the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, From pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death, good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, help us, good Lord. By your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, in all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death and in the day of judgment, help us, good Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, O Lord to rule and govern your holy Christian church. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your word and in holiness of life, to put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, to accompany your word with your spirit and grace, to raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to give all nations peace and concord, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president, Joseph, and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. We implore you to hear us, good Lord, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to preserve all women in the perils of childbirth, to increase the happiness of all mothers with infant children in their blessings, to defend and provide for all fatherless children and widows, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and those innocently imprisoned, and to have mercy upon all men. We implore you to hear us, good Lord. To forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers, we implore you to hear us, good Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins, Do not reward us according to our iniquities. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you desire not the death of a sinner, but rather that we turn from our evil ways and live. Graciously spare us those punishments which we by our sins have deserved, and grant us always to serve you in holiness and pureness of living. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and purge away our sins for your name's sake. Almighty and everlasting God, since you govern and sanctify the whole Christian Church by your Holy Spirit, hear our prayers for all her saints. Mercifully grant that, by your grace, we may serve you in true faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Spare us, O Lord, and mercifully forgive us our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments, which we have deserved, may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this Matins podcast this morning, and we pray that the word of the Lord that you heard here continues to be a blessing to you throughout the rest of this week. Now, we will be back this Wednesday with our last midweek Lenten Vesper service as we continue our series, The Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion, as we hear from the account of Luke on our Lord's Passion, and as we meditate on the petition Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We will also be back for Holy Week. We'll be back next Sunday at the regular time for Palm Sunday. We'll have devotional podcasts or devotional Vesper services for Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, and Holy Wednesday. We'll also have podcasts for Vesper's podcasts for Monday, Thursday, for those who cannot attend, and also For Good Friday, each podcast will be released about 6 o'clock or 6.15 on at least Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. For Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be releasing those earlier in the day. We will also try to have a podcast on Holy Saturday, actually the evening after Holy Saturday for the Easter vigil, and then of course for Easter Sunday as well. Now, if you are in the Spencer area, we would love to have you join us in person for Holy Week or even for our midweek's Vesper service. Uh, The midweek Vesper service is at 6.30 this coming Wednesday. Palm Sunday will start at our normal time on Sundays at 9 a.m. Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services will be at 6.30. The Easter vigil will be at 8 o'clock at night on that Saturday. And our Easter morning service will be at 9 a.m. at our regular time. All the music for the hymns this morning comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.